0: I think companies are realizing, hey, this is a big deal because it's going to impact productivity and it's going to impact companies' bottom lines if their people aren't in the right state mentally. So the other component here is the demand for mental health care will also rise in 2023. This is a trend we're seeing, and I think it's going to continue to rise in 2023, where companies are going to use mental health perks as a way to entice people to stay at the company, get them to join because it's showing they care about their people, so mental well-being is going to be a huge trend this year. Based off the last couple of years, has just been rough.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Free Retirement Show, your go-to podcast for career and financial excellence. I'm your host, Wealth Manager Lee Marvin Murphy. I'm alongside my pal Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? How you doing? Doing great, man. So today, welcome to a Career Advancement Edition. We're going to be talking about the most impactful workplace trends for 2023. If we think about everything we've gone through the last couple of years, it's been crazy, right? We've gone through a pandemic with COVID. We had the great resignation where everyone was leaving. And now, what is in store for us after these two years of craziness? What is going to be the workplace trend in 2023? Serge, you were saying this would be a great topic and I agree, but what can you see and what do you think the listeners should expect in 2023 in terms of workplace trends?
0: Yeah, we're in interesting times, right? Because we've talked about the recession coming. We've talked about the market declining and all these things, but in terms of the workplace, there's a lot going on. And I wanted to just go through some big buckets. I've been doing a little research. And I think the good news from what I see is like the trends, in my opinion, it's a positive thing that's happening right now. And I think. By positive, I mean, workers, it's positive for us as workers. I think the idea of flexibility, working from home, all these things are like big trends that we're going to continue to see. And I don't see us going back to the kind of pressure of being in the office all the time, but there's lots of different buckets. There's like six
1: or seven I wanted to kind of go through and we'll talk through each of them. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Going back to the whole trend of people going out of the office, working from home. And now I know that there's a push a lot of companies trying to bring people back in. What do you see on that front? I know that you were the one that was like, it'd be like kind of uprooting a tree by hand. Yeah. Have you seen anything? They're, I think companies tried
0: to do that and they're trying to like get people to come back in. But I think what they're realizing is employees are pushing back a little bit and other companies are taking advantage. And honestly, like poaching like really good people, if there's demand to go back in the office, like some people are either just leaving, finding better opportunities, because I think people over the last two years, two years is a long time. We have routines in place. We've kind of changed our situations, whether it's moving somewhere new. And people have grown accustomed to a lifestyle of not sitting in traffic for two hours. But I think there are people who miss the workplace too. So I think... One of the buckets i wanted to talk about was flexibility i think that's one of the big things and that's like kind of at the forefront is one of the trends is flexibility so if you are an employer you need to be flexible there's going to be people who want to be in the office all the time and there's going to be some that that don't there was a survey i'm looking at this something done by mckenzie 58 percent of the people that they surveyed say they want to work at least part-time remotely 87 percent wanted some level of flexibility So I think what I'm seeing to answer your question is companies did try to do this. We need people back, but I think they're getting pushback and they're scrambling trying to figure out, okay, how do we deal in this new kind of world that we're living in? But I know you're a big fan of Elon, your boy Elon. I don't think he's
1: on board with this, right?
0: I set the record straight on the last two episodes ago or whatever. He's no longer my boy. I've had the tattoo removed. He's canceled, okay? Elon is canceled. He just needs to get back to doing space and Tesla and that's it. But he was on the extreme side and he made that decision for his company. It's a private company. He's got, he has the ability to do what he wants. And you saw like 75% of people got laid off and then a big percentage just left. That's one example. I think there were a lot of people that worked there. That it, in my opinion, like if you can get your job done from home, why do you need to go in the office? It's saving companies millions of dollars, if not billions on food, transportation, all the things, real estate. I think their companies also saw the amount of money they're saving too. So I still think flexibility is a huge component of a trend that we are going to see in 2023. I think the companies are going to ask you to come back. So maybe it's two, three days a week, but
1: the key here is flexibility. I think that's going to be a big trend. I know you like that. I know that this was what you were hoping for when we were still in the pandemic and companies were trying to get people to start coming back. And I remember you were one of the picketers, like, with your pitchfork and your science outside <laughs> of the uh, the tech companies.
0: And I like the idea of showing, I'll go in maybe once every couple of weeks, once a month, just to like see people in person. That's cool. But I think flexibility is here to stay. So see that in 2023. I think there is this idea of workers still have leverage. I think there is the job market still pretty strong. I think there's still a big talent demand for talent. Companies are slowing hiring. But I think from a big tech standpoint, there's still leverage on the employee side and Companies are still trying to poach from other companies. So it's not all doom and gloom. I think there's still, it's on the worker side and you can hire pay, better benefits, remote work, all these things you can negotiate in this process. So I think those are two trends that we're going to see in terms of flexibility and workers still being able to negotiate pretty st- in a strong position. All right, I like it. I think the other thing we're going to see is around mental well-being, Lee, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, but the last three years, four years have been kind of wild, right? I don't know if we've ever seen something like this where- we had the polarizing presidency stuff, we had COVID, we had all these things happening, right? And I think from a mental standpoint, a lot of us are just trying to get by. But what are your thoughts on this? To me, I see this as a trend, but I think like the idea of well-being is here to stay and it's going to get more and more focus this year.
1: Yeah, I think that has definitely been one of the focuses. I think that it also was brought even to the forefront with more people staying at home and not being able to interact with people. Mm -hmm. I think that was part of it. But I think what came out as a victory is people being able to have more work-life balance, not being on the road as much and being able to spend time with their loved ones. I think mental wellness is going to be probably a trend for this year, but I don't know to what extent it it's actually going to play this year. I'll let you to tell me.
0: So based off what I looked into, people were already struggling with burnout. I've told you I had burnout and mental health issues. And this was an interesting survey, but um, a survey done by Jim Pass. It's an employee well-being platform. It said nearly half of the employees said their well-being declined in 2022. About 30% of people said they were miserable at work. This was a statistically significant survey. So I think that's why when I say this is going to be a trend, I think companies are realizing, hey, this is a big deal because it's going to impact productivity and it's going to impact companies' bottom lines if their people aren't in the right state mentally. So the other component here is the demand for mental health care will also rise in 2023. Mm. One of the perks at a lot of tech companies is access to, have you heard of Lira? I have not. The Lyra is a online company where you can get access to therapists. And Mm. this is an up and coming trend in a perk where like at Airbnb and not all the companies I've worked at, but you get like 25 free therapy sessions, right? Oh, wow. And this is a trend we're seeing. And I think it's going to continue to rise in 2023, where companies are going to use mental health perks as a way to entice people to stay at the company, get them to join it's showing they care about their people so mental well-being is going to be a huge trend this year based off the last couple of years has just been rough man so that's a big trend um the other thing we're that we're seeing is pay transparency have you heard about that what's going on there
1: nope why'd you educate me
0: this one's tricky man i don't know how i feel about it would love to get your thoughts but essentially what people want is for companies to be more transparent and legally in california it's already happening Where if you go on LinkedIn and you look at a role, you're going to start to see a pay range of what exactly the pay is for that position. Oh, you'll go on and you'll see a role and it'll say 100,000 to 135,000. Whereas before it was completely, you just went in dark, right? You'd go into an interview and they would kind of just tell you what the range was, but you didn't know if they were being honest or not. So now there's literally legal ramifications. I know for the state of California where companies are actually gonna have to list what the pay is for the open positions. I think it's a good thing. Some people might, it's controversial, but what I think this is gonna do is gonna kind of level the playing field in terms of what people are getting paid because it's less about how good are you at negotiating in the process versus, is it fair that I might negotiate better than you? And I'm going to get paid more just because I like said the right thing during the interview. I don't know. I don't know what's fair, what's not. Sounds
1: like a good thing. I think it also helps with the female empowerment, sure mm-hmm. they're treated fairly. Being in the tech industry, I know that's been a big thing for you, seeing how your peers have sometimes not got a fair shake based off yeah. gender and all that stuff. So that's good. You yeah. step in the right direction probably. To me, it's
0: good. I think it's going to help with everything you said, gender, diversity, minorities, what they're making. I think in general, it's going to help people get to what they need in terms of compensation. And it's actually going to make the interview process easier. Like when I interviewed for Airbnb, like I literally looked at the role. They had the compensation listed. I knew exactly what I was getting into. And they told me, okay, based off your experience, you might be on the higher end of the range or you might be on the lower, but at least you know what you're getting into now. And I think this trend, we're going to continue to see that. I think it's going to be beneficial for people looking for jobs and just in general. Those are the big trends. We're seeing pay transparency, mental well-being, flexibility, and I think it's still going to be a strong market. Companies might be slowing down a little bit in terms of hiring, but I still think workers have leverage. So you still have the ability to negotiate. Don't forget about remote work options, better pay, all these things. But I think those are the big buckets and big trends that we're going to see this year.
1: For you working at home and since COVID happened, like, what is the difference been for you in terms of like the work environment?
0: I've been working from home for what feels like forever now. I think I'm more productive, if I'm being honest. I've been able to connect. I've just been able to do more in this inflexible environment in terms of like I, I ran, a, when I was working at LinkedIn, I was working on a, like an international project with people all over the globe, like Dublin and Singapore and like if i wasn't working from home it would have been very difficult to connect with these people either super early or super late i literally just like woke up a little early walked downstairs got on a call for dublin stayed up late versus waking up super early hopping on a 2 hour car bus ride just to get to work i wouldn't have been able to do those things so that's like one like specific example of what's better but i think the other thing is like i've never been closer to my family and i think that in itself is like one of the biggest pros. There's little things that you can get done. I think like being able to make doctor's appointment, there's all these little things as a parent that I think I've been able to see and just it's made it so that I just don't see myself going back to the four or five day a week, go into office thing. But I think what I miss is that random connection with somebody in the hallway, like, oh, hey, like, let's go get a coffee that I haven't seen anyone be able to duplicate. I think there's little things companies are doing where they're doing like these like coffee chat Zooms, but Zoom is Zoom, right? Yep. So we haven't solved for the connection piece. I think we try with little, like, I'll meet with people here and there randomly, but there is something to be said about the random connections that happen in the office. That's something I think I'm missing right now. Awesome.
1: Thank you for your, all your trends, Serge. Those were great. And for the listeners, if you guys are looking at getting your career goals and, tact and making the next step in your career reach out to surge your wealth of knowledge in that area i uh, go to myself when i have questions so make sure you send the question to ask at the it's been great having you guys today and we'll see you at the next episode so long for now
2: securities offered through securities america incorporated member of finra www.finra.org sipc www.sipc.org a separate entity Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0-H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities.